For us, the uh, le, le chant des partisans. Oh yeah, yeah. I was gonna. So I was looking at the uh, the Vichy regime um, national anthem. I was like, oh. And then, then, so it was on YouTube. And then I was reading the comment section. Yeah. And I was like, oh Pretty my god. Oh wow, yeah. was it fascist? Yeah. yeah. You don't yeah. want to do that. No, no. I thought. I thought. Oh, that's uh, interesting. But yes. So, I don't want. I don't want that kind of listenership. No, you don't. Uh, all right, Stay on. away from listenership is also the other. Yeah. <laughs> Are we on? Uh, we're on. Why All not? Right. Uh, welcome, welcome back to what are we calling this? I think call it something. Ned and Brad do World War Two. Sure. All right. Uh, update from last week. Or yes. From a couple weeks ago. Uh, slight pronunciation mistake. Oh yeah. Battle of Castle Iter. 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 Yeah. I T T. Well, there you yeah. go. Castle Iter. Yeah. All right. Everything else was accurate. Yeah, your spelling was right. Spelling was spot on. Yeah. Pronunciation. Yeah, I went back and visited that uh, that Wikipedia site. Oh, yeah. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. Well, I scrolled through. through. We'll, uh, there is somebody out there with a GoFundMe creating a Battle of Castle Itter board game. I saw that. Yes. <laughs> Ouch. Yeah. I don't know. I was, <laughs> I was tempted. You got 50 bucks, you know? That's you have to pay 50 bucks. Is that like... you, you pay 50 bucks, then you get a copy of the game, I guess, once it's produced, once uh, they, they hit their, uh, their whatever their target How is. How do you incorporate the bouncing mask into that? So it looked like there were there were like I don't know cards or icons for individual like the characters we actually talked about. So I'm pretty really? sure the bouncing so he would have to be part one of these. Yeah, yeah. Okay. All right. Cool. All right. Because well, it was Gangle. And it was, Gangle. Was, was it Schroeder? Schroeder. 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 Yeah. Uh, not the SS fighter yeah. who fought yeah. with the. Uh, not Ricky Schroeder. Not Ricky Schroeder. <laughs> so he did a lot of good work. Yeah, he did too. Yeah. yeah. Uh, all right, so this week we're going to challenge another uh, obscure little piece of World War II history. And it's another Brad one, so I'm just going to yeah. sit back, make uh, sort of reaction shot faces, and this, say... I think you'll be very intrigued by this. Oh However, my. there's some controversy with this one. Okay. There's some, we'll get to that at the end. We'll get to that at the end. And there's some recent controversy with this, too, but... Uh, we're nothing but timely. Them. Oh, yeah. man, we're all of the map here. we got stuff covered. So I want to talk tonight about a gentleman by the name of Yang Kyungjong. Okay. All right. You do that. So, no Yang, so Mr. Yang, I yes. think, yeah, Mr. Yang, Yang uh, yeah. born okay. in Korea. Okay. In, in, no one's entirely sure of his exact birth date. It's soon about 1920. I wish no one was entirely sure about my exact birth yeah, date as well. Too. Yeah. too many people are aware of Yeah, that. yeah. I just, I just, it would be great work. to be. Yeah. <laughs> you know? It'd just be great to be like, he's... 40-ish, mid-40s. Yeah. But, like, even his day, they don't know. Like yeah, even better. Yeah, yeah, even better. Yeah, even better. Yeah. But they assume about 1920. My so. records were lost in the Great uh, Fire. You know. Oh, whenever. Whenever. <laughs> what? You know. um, so, born in uh, an area what would be now uh, modern-day North Korea, or what would have been known probably uh, Manchuria or yeah. Manchukuo oh, yeah. at that time. Was Manchukuo what the Japanese called it? 
Manchu Kuo is what the Japanese called Manchuria. So okay. They, which was separate from Korea. Uh, oh, which is which is the bit the northern bit yeah, of China. Yeah, the northern that, bit okay, of China. Yeah. That okay. They created the puppet state uh, Manchu Kuo. Uh, so, yeah, so he was born in, in an area of southern Manchuria or southern Manchu Kuo, northern Korea. Yeah. Um, not unique at that time. So Korea, of course, had been a colony protectorate, insert term here. Of uh, Japan since I think 1910 or something that stage. Something right there. Uh, yeah. 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 So not unique. Um, Mr. Uh, Yang gets probably conscripted, at least forcibly enrolled, forcibly yeah. told yeah. to enroll yeah. in the uh, Kwantung Army. Okay. So the Kwantung Army is the Japanese army, the Imperial Japanese army that's based in in. Manchuria and Korea at this time. I did not know it was staffed with locals. I thought it was <laughs> some. Okay, yes, some. Not by the end of the war, it actually was mainly locals. Oh, really? It was mainly Koreans. But no, but not volunteers, like it. Not, but not volunteers. Yeah. Okay. So the, despite being incredibly influential, the Kwantung, as because as we st- I think we discussed this in the Marco Polo Bridge yeah. incident, top five battles, uh, the Kwantung army was highly politically influential yeah. in Japan and in. Imperial Japanese Army, and would remain that way right through to the end of the war. But by the end of the war, its fighting abilities was actually pretty limited. Yeah, as most of the soldiers were being sent off to fight in other front lines. But armies. in the 30s, it was notable for being the, the tail that was wagging the Japanese dog. It was dog. absolutely like it, it certainly was its leadership. Yes, yeah. yeah. So there were Koreans that were enrolled in it. There was a lot of Koreans uh, enrolled in the Imperial Japanese Army across the board, actually. But several would uh, enroll and stay in Korea at the time. And this is what happened to Mr. Uh, Yang. So uh, he rolls in the army in 1938 and, uh, with the Imperial Japanese Army and finds himself in uh, combat against the Soviets. Ah, so there yeah, was okay. some border fighting yeah. between the Soviet Union and Japan and Mongolia allied with the Soviets, which is quite interesting, uh, in the late 1930s, I think. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong. Yeah, that sounds, that sounds right. I can't remember exactly, but that sounds Some right. of the battles were quite, quite sizable, uh, actually, but none of them really led to all of, like sustained conflict other than these border skirmishes. Uh, during the battle, I'm going to have to really push this pronunciation, Kalkin, Kalkin Gol. Okay. Kalkin Gol. Yep. Uh, he was captured by the Soviets. Ah. Yeah. Okay. And sent to a gulag. Yeah. And where he remained until probably about 1942. Okay. okay. In 1942, he was uh, given the option to, and this was not unique. Actually, this was uh, fairly common amongst a lot of prisoners. Uh, Polish prisoners had been captured when the Soviets invade Poland in 1939. Um, uh, and other, some other Korean Japanese soldiers as well. But he was given the option to, you can stay in the gulag, probably not a good option. Yeah, no. Or you can join the Soviet army. This is Also not a great option. Yeah, yeah. but this yeah. is 1942, yeah. okay? Yeah. And the yeah. Soviet army is being bled white. Yeah. And definitely looking for recruits, looking for more troops. Yeah. So if anyone... Looking for a few good men. few good men. Yeah. And if you're in the gulag, you're yeah. the one we yeah. want. Yeah. You know, Uncle Stalin wants you, so to speak. So now finds himself in his second army... Uh, and second country. Yeah. So now he's serving the Imperial Japanese Army, now serving in the Soviet Army. And he's neither Japanese nor Soviet. Exactly. Is, yeah. 
Yeah. Oh, we'll get to There's been some discussion about this. So it gets more interesting. In 1943, he was captured in the Third Battle of Kharkov. Okay. Uh, an Eastern Front uh, battle um, in Eastern Ukraine. Uh, captured by the Germans and found his way into a prisoner war camp. Where, again, uh, not unique, actually, a lot of Georgians, it's happened to a lot of Georgians, it happened to a lot of uh, Kazakhstan yeah, absolutely. Yeah. prisoners, uh, were given the option, hey, do you want to come fight for the Germans? Yeah. In these uh, East Battalions, they were called, or Ost, Ost Battalion, or something like this. Uh, so, Yang is given this option, and I think probably the conditions in a German prisoner camp for Soviets is yeah. probably not unlike the Oh, yeah, Gulag. the death rate for, yeah. uh, for Soviet prisoners of war. Is yeah, so he's going to leverage high. his yeah. options, and now he's going to find himself in the Wehrmacht. <laughs> so now he's on his third army and third country. Hasn't really volunteered yeah. for any yeah. of these, but, you know, it's sort of death or join the he's army. He's got a notable ability for getting captured. Yes, that is rather an interesting than killed, part of the story. Right? You know, yeah. Like, yeah, he's not getting killed ever and he's yeah. been now in well you know he's entered into three armies and well he's on his third army now. yeah so he's in the Wehrmacht now with the east battalions but yeah he's been captured in two conflicts so far in two battles well at least two battles i don't know how many battles he fought with the soviets yeah i mean i don't want to in his one. fighting spirit but well, I'm wondering but I don't really yeah, think his yeah, fighting spirit was yeah, all that much yeah, exactly i mean really this not man have is been just like, trying yeah. to survive at this yeah. stage Finds himself in the Wehrmacht uh, and is serving with a unit, I think the 7th, 16th Infantry Division. Which, sure. Yeah, yeah, no, it was the 7th, 16th yeah, yeah. Infantry Division. Uh, which I love was, it when you... Uh, like, no, no, I need to... This particular unit. 7th, 17th. Look at this, I'll be off to and someone will write a letter. Yeah, yeah. Which would be great. Yeah, which uh, yeah. someone's listening. <laughs> yeah. So that would matter. But it would be weird that they knew our address. <laughs> Touche. <laughs> Email. Yeah. You know, that's a thing. You know, Facebook. We still have our Facebook page. We do still have our Facebook yeah, page. So I get these Facebook annoying page. emails from Facebook reminding me that we have a Facebook, a Facebook page. page. <laughs> uh, there you go. Uh, so his division is now in France in 1944. No. In June of 1944. I, uh, yeah. Defending the area around Utah Beach. <laughs> yes. Guess what happens? I'm going to go with he died valiantly. He threw himself on a grenade. <laughs> To the to save his, his German, commander. His yes. German yeah. masters. <laughs> yes. Nope. <laughs> he gets captured by uh, American paratroopers of the 101st Airborne. Yeah. 506 Parachute Infantry Regiment. Uh, yeah, thank you. Ba Band of Brothers. Oh, was, oh okay. Yeah, Band of Brothers sorry, Regiment. Okay, I think uh, you were just showing off your nerdiness there. No, I don't think he was actually captured by that company. He wasn't actually captured by Ross from Friends. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> He never parachuted into the oh, trans, yeah. remember? Yeah. I they don't. They got rid of him. They fired him. Uh, so now he's captured for the third time? Well, third? Uh, third, yeah. yeah Fourth third Army, time. third capture. Yeah. Well, no, he's not. He hasn't joined the United States Army. Oh, sorry. Okay, so yeah, he's captured so he's three for three. He's captured. Third. This is the end of his army oh. service. Yes. Oh, okay. Sorry, yes. I jumped So he only there. found his way into three armies. Coward. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Three different countries now captured. He uh, is released from the prisoner. He's brought back to the United States as a prisoner of war. He's released from the camp in 1947 and decides... 47? 47. Okay. Yeah. That's interesting. That yeah, fairly yeah. late. Yeah. Fairly late. Uh, probably because they had no idea what to what do to with do. it. But it's like the... It's, you know, it's when uh, 
like when uh, Obama was trying to clear out uh, Guantanamo Bay. Yeah, what do you do with these guys? Yeah, there's really still guys home. there. That they well, can't I mean, find what them. would you do with this guy? I mean, yeah. so apparently when he was captured, and there's a footage, a picture of of this man, and I guess as the story goes, the American soldier that captured him, there's actually five, uh, and he referred to them as Japanese. Like, he radioed back to his headquarters and said, I've got five Japanese soldiers in German uniforms here. Right. Okay. Like, this is, you know, okay. is a big deal. So get them in with the intelligence corps. Uh, none of them were Japanese. They were uh, all Korean? Or? Three were Georgian or Kazakhstani. <laughs> okay, so yeah, that's, a, Kazakhstani. that's a little off on your... Uh, yeah, yeah, Japan. Yeah, but so, I mean... It's Asian. like this airplane recognition card. They should have had, like... <laughs> if you're some yeah. dude from Kentucky, yeah. Yeah, right. Kazakhstan looks you know like what? Japan. Yeah, I'm not getting that. Uh, and the one uh, appears is, is turned out yeah. to be Korean. Um, they, no one could speak to him. Uh, he couldn't speak hardly any German. He couldn't speak any English. Uh, no one really knew who they were or what to do with them. So this guy wasn't like some sort of linguistic savant, right? No, like he wasn't, he wasn't picking up Russian. No, or, no, he no. just grew up on a farm. So he was just like following pointy directions and probably, probably. kicks in the bath. And, Which yeah. probably makes, yeah. makes you understand why... He is promptly surrendering as soon as yeah. he can get the chance. Like, yeah, yeah. He's really just trying to live here. Uh, released from the prison camp, we think around 1947, settles in the United States after the war, and apparently lives, passes away in 1992, living in 92? Illinois. Yeah. Ah. Quite a story, eh? Yeah, okay, all right. Yeah. Here's the controversy. Yes, I was just... No one's really sure if this is actually true. Okay. Yes. So this has been quoted in... Uh, a lot of Western media. It's so been, can I just ask, yeah. sir, where did you find out about it? So it has a Wikipedia page. Uh, I invite everyone to go look at... Uh, no, no, but how did you jump. find the Wikipedia page? How did I find it? What, oh, what I think crazy I was, wormhole? I think I was looking at the uh, Kwantung army or something okay, like yeah. that. And, and I was looking at battles they fought. And then I was intrigued by this idea of Mongolia fighting as an ally of the Soviet Union. Yeah. And that took me to like certain battles. I went on that one okay, battle yeah. in Gaul, and then that is the link. And then it's like, yeah. oh, and yeah, so you found it Kong honestly, Jung. though. Oh, yeah, like, Jung found, yeah. you know, yeah. was, was thought to have fought in this battle. Was oh, it some dubious, dubious Facebook post from Russia? No, no, that's no, no, no. A, this is a thing. Like, yeah. I wormholed to yeah. this, and then it was like, well, who is uh, Yang Kyung Jong? Like, why is it so important that he fought yeah. in this battle? And then you get this idea. So you go through all of this just to conclude, no one's 100% circa certain if he existed or not there's no doubt that five prisoners were captured by the american troops who were asiatic who were asian, yeah of some asian they were yeah. asian in german uniforms that's there's lots of uh, historical reality to that but that's not unique i mean a lot of the east battalions that were made up of soviet prisoners would have kazakhstani yeah. Um, would have like Mongolians and it's Siberians, you know. Yeah, I mean, certainly the Siberians. Red Army was a lot more it was Asian, very than, more you know, Asian than it was like white. Yeah, that then it lights are let on, and you know, yeah, and it's posters yeah, and things yeah. like this. Yeah, no, no, it was very much an Asian military, interesting enough. So to have these guys staffing these East battalions would not be, you know, shocking. And in fact, some historians have said, well, that's what all these guys were, including this Yan Kyung Jong, who does not exist. Um, but it has been quoted in some pretty significant historical books by Western authors. Uh, Anthony uh, Bivor, yeah, yeah, who's quite yeah. well-known historian, he references, and I like the reference, and this is sort of the, uh, a point why I, 
I, I like this story. If it's true or not, I'm not sure. There's a soul, the uh, soul broadcasting company did a somewhat longer investigatory documentary uh, film or look on this. And unfortunately it's only in Korean. Yeah. So I couldn't get it. But the conclusion was that they don't think he existed. Oh really? Okay. I don't think he ever yeah. existed. Cause he's very much like the, the Forrest Gump of uh, world war two. Yes. Isn't yeah. it true? Like all these major events and these instances happen yeah. around him and yeah. he just sort of blithely keeps yeah. existing and rolling through. So, so where do you think the story came from? I, if he... I don't know. The first reference I can find is from a book, uh, more about uh, American forces on, in D-Day yeah. uh, from like the, I think the early or mid 1990s and it's referenced there. Uh, and then it just sort of snowballs, but there is this photo and I invite, yeah, that's what was going to be the other question. Yeah. Is, are there so photos? There is a photo. So I invite anyone to go to the Wikipedia page or just Google Yang Kyung Jung and you will find this photo to which I will show my colleague Ned. Yes, he is showing me a photo. Let the record show that there is a uh, yeah a youngish Asian man in a German uniform surrounded. Oh no, there's is that a another German guy yeah, behind? Uh, yeah, him? behind him. There's and and an, the what seems to be an American yeah taking notes. So this was the photo taken shortly after he was brought uh, after yeah. he was captured by American forces. Yeah. On he looks like a guy who's been captured. Like all those pictures of POWs I mean, always have the same facial expression. Yeah, generally a sad one. Yeah. But he's Asian. Yes. He's, <laughs> there's yes. no illusions. Yeah. Uh, which, again, like I say, some of the stories said, well, that, there's nothing exceedingly unique about this. Why have you created this narrative that he's this guy, that he's done this, and he's done this, and he's done this? How it shows up in this book in 95, which is it? I but, don't know. But if he lived in Illinois until 92, there must be some. Like, he must have to have Which like is a, why I think, you know, there is probably, there, there may be some truth to this in, in as much as Western... Uh, historians, uh, or at least the individual wrote this, you know, where this originally shows up, almost like as an anecdote. Like, not the book is not about this guy. Yeah. It's about American Force World II. There's a whole piece about this intelligence report about these Asian soldiers captured by American forces. And then this author kind of goes on about this character, about this gentleman, and and this whole like seems of interviews that he seems to have done with him. Yeah. But then there's nothing more about this anymore. And uh, Anthony Beaver references it. And I like how he references it. Again, he doesn't really highlight the controversy whether he exists. Yeah. Or not. He just assumes he does exist. Yeah. And uses this as an example. And I think a good example of the globalness of the second. Yeah. World I, War. I mean, th I guess this is, this is what's nice about this story. What's, what's useful about this story. Is it, is it, I mean, it's like one of those, I don't know, it's like sort of like a mid-1990s novel, I think, when this was kind of the thing where you yeah. tried to sort of show the world in a single lifetime, right? Like yeah. have one character who travels yes. through S a time period. So in one person, you have represented the tragedy of the Second World War. Yeah. You know, this young rural farmer from Korea finds himself stuck in three armies, none of them he really wants to be in. On the other side of the globe, alone, by himself, yeah. can't speak to anyone, never sees his family again. And, uh, you know, uh, you know that, yeah, and that that's actually a good of, point. Is that tragedy, the displacement, uh, you know, the displacement of populations during the Second World War yeah. after the Second World yeah, War? Yeah, and that's a, that's a huge issue. That I think we should probably touch we, on we in, should, not yeah, this that, podcast, yeah, but in this podcast series. Because yeah. that it never gets well. It's almost like yeah. World War II ended, like, yeah. all right, let's go home, yeah. you know. Yeah. 
no, it wasn't. In fact, in fact like the, the current like international law regime for dealing with refugees, the one that is having such a hard time dealing with the current refugee crisis, is specifically designed for dealing with displaced peoples within Europe. Yeah. And, it, and the way it's written is specifically, you know, references yeah. those peoples in that place at that time. And we've just sort of like been piggybacking on it. Yeah. Sorry, but that is no, but, coming up. So it's, there's, there's that aspect of it. There's the global reach of this conflict, you know, from Manchuria, you know, uh, and Siberia and Mongolia to Eastern Europe to to France, you know, the, you know, uh, spanning yeah. uh, ad- allies and adversaries from Japan to Soviet Union to Germany to the United States. But, you know, the enormity of this conflict. I mean, one person... You have, you capture this, and it makes it a very compelling story. But as I noted, there's a lot of controversy yeah. whether it is just a story. So, so given that it's that, that we don't know the truth, but if I if I'm just going to presume that it's true, it, it's a story that has sort of a, a happy arc in so much as you know he got out of all the bad armies and ended up in like you know Settling. the best one you could be in and ended up in North America. But it's also got like this. This, this sort of unstated tragic background to it, which is he was probably, you know, conscripted oh, yeah. into the, the Guangdong army yeah. at age 18. Yeah. And that will be the last he ever saw of, of his, his family. family. Because his family, you know, once the war ends, they're going to be within North Korea. He's going to be in the United they're, States. There's going to be no Either North Korea or Red China. Yeah. One of the two. Yeah. He's never going to see them again. Yeah. You know, his, you know, whatever family he may have had, brothers, sisters, parents, they're gone. You yeah. know, uh, the life he knew and whether it was good or bad, it's gone. You know, it does not exist anymore. Uh, you know, I'll say this much. If he existed, Yang Kyung Jung, if he existed as a real person, I really hope from 1947 to 1992, he led a lovely life. Yes. I hope he had a nice, quiet life in Illinois and had family and married and had wonderful children and a good career and blah, blah, blah. I really hope so. Yes. Because, I mean, the Second World War is a tragic conflict. And every soldier, sailor, airman, airwoman that served in it made, and civilians as well, made immense sacrifices, um, saw and did some horrible things and lost people and lost their own lives. I mean, and were wounded and and all of this. Um, but But more often than not, you're doing it you know, for this greater sense of, you know, defeating fascism or alternatively, you know, defending fascism, you know, you think you're doing it for your country. At the very least, you're also serving probably, if you're serving, in a unit of countrymen serving yeah. together for like this greater... So I would, I would think you you're probably have this sense of whatever side you're on, defending your community. Exactly. Whether, whether the threat is imagined and... Yeah, whether it's you know whether it's evil, yeah, which one side was, yes, it's a pretty black and white conflict. One side's evil or one side's good. Okay, Um, you have this, yeah, this sense of community and this sense of fraternity or something serving the unit. I'm not confident that a young Korean man parceled up into first the Japanese army that didn't treat Koreans very well. Period. Yeah, ever. Uh, I'm sure none of the armies he was in treated, treated him well. well. Yeah. yeah, treated him well, or he had a pleasant experience across the board. You know, serving, you know, spending time in gulags in German POW camps for Soviet prisoners, which, as we know, were much worse than you know all prison camps were unpleasant. Yeah. Those were much worse. Uh, you know, probably the best experience was being captured by the Western Allies and going to a P- 
POW camp in America. Um, all of this, you know, from 1938 to 19, at least 1944-45, his life was hellish. I hope he had a really pleasant yes, life. Yeah, after yeah, that. exactly. I hope he had like. Really, I don't know what it what like, uh, you know just a good old leave it to beaver yeah, yeah. municipal water inspector sure. or something like yeah. that hydrodynamic good engineer pension, good and, pension uh, yeah. retires yeah you know sees his grandchildren grow up blah 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 I want all of that yeah if he existed I want all of that for him yeah um, one last note on this story yeah. <laughs> rather bizarre one that you will find off the Wikipedia link. Uh, is this came up not that long ago, last year, a St. John's, St. John's, Newfoundland, yeah. city councilwoman, I think she was running for city council, or she was a realtor. On the Guangdong Army ticket. <laughs> On the Guangdong Army. No, she was a realtor, actually, I think, and then became, I can't remember how the story went. I did read the, the, the news item on the CBC about it. But, uh, and I promptly forgot it. Uh, however, she has an ad about how she's going to fight for you. The ad has a, that exact, exact same picture of Yang Kyung Jung, okay? And go, this is Yang Kyung Jung. He fought for the Imperial Japanese Army. He fought for Japan for the Imperial Japanese Army. He fought for Soviet Union and the Soviet Red Army. He fought for Germany and the Wehrmacht Army. Just like him, I'm going to fight for you! <laughs> <laughs> so... Needless to say, oh my god, this ad got got some attention. Got some attention, not yeah. good attention. Now she, uh, I won't name, name this. Yeah, yeah, name. yeah, yeah. Uh, She was horribly bullied. You know, like she was, you know, uh, absolutely lambasted online, yeah. and then like it went a little far yeah. after that. You know, what online go yeah, a little far? Thought, yeah. yeah, that's unique. Yeah. Um, you know, I think she made an honest mistake. It was a dumb idea to incorporate this into that. But um, she more than paid for it. It probably yeah. wasn't appropriate. Regardless, this is a bizarre use of this story. It's a, yes, it's funny how we wrap up on this uh, little tidbit. Of ah, it's good. It brings it. It brings it into uh, into the yeah, present day. Into the present day. Into our current political morass and all that. Yeah. Yeah. So you will find uh, you will find uh, internet links to uh, Yang Kyung Jong. You'll find and. Not all of them. Um, most of them indicate that he existed, that he lived, yeah. and all this. But they're all Western. I think uh, I would love to be able to get an English translation of the Korean, of the Korean documentary, documentary yeah. about it, because they come to the conclusion uh, enough is said about it that they come to the conclusion yeah. that he didn't exist. Who knows? It's a great story. That's yeah, a great story. It's Another one that will make tidbit. a great movie. All right, so this has been another uh, Brad and Ned something something World War Two something something, <laughs> uh, um, where Brad talks about a very discreet and unusual and enjoyable aspect of the war. Turn in uh, next week, where I guess I'm going to talk about the concept of war itself. <laughs> Keep it narrow. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Good night, everyone. Good night.